Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and sweaty life coach, Dion Thompson. Oh, that was another booty shaken blast from the past dance party. Holy shit balls. Huge shout out to my guest, Debbie Mulder, who I'm going to talk about in a second, because first we're just going to talk about the music, because that's really an important piece of this podcast. All the listeners know um, it's, it, it kind of sets the tone for everything that we lay out and so number one, I love me some Bruno Mars and finesse. And I was saying to him, like, I'm dancing, feeling sexy in my slippers that <laughs> yes. I don't often feel that way in the right. past 10 months, although yep. I've been wearing slippers every day. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, right? And then huge, nice, like, let's just step right back to 20, almost 21 years ago. Yes. Songs were released. And so yes. we jammed out uh, to a little Britney yes. uh, from 2000. And yes. some in sync, and I am like just in my glory. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you fulfilled some childhood dreams. Thank you so much for that dance party. Nobody else will dance with me, so I'm saying. <laughs> and I mean, and we'll get to it. You have four children, so somebody should be dancing with you. You, you would think so. You right? <laughs> yes, but their dad has them trained. No, <laughs> not, not to dancing. that music. You're not dancing to Britney. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, so my husband recently, you know, um, it's cold outside. So we've been staying a little bit more and, and he's been on, um, the music stations, just pulling up videos from the eighties and the nine, oh, well, more of the eighties. And my girls have just been like, whoa. And my girls really like, um, like they fight over Fleetwood Mac and they, really? they belt out the chain and Rhiannon and they just, and, and I'm always like, that's You're so proud. great. I'm so proud. proud. Moment. <laughs> and then, and then he put on some, uh, this nineties series and th this, my nine-year-old Kate Madonna, like a prayer's on my nine-year-old's like, <gasps> wow. I'm like, yeah, that's Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> I, I'm like, you know what? You can love up on her. Cause she's kind of like the Beyonce of before Beyonce. Exactly. Uh, she did it before Beyonce. That's yes. the thing you need to remember. That's right. <laughs> Yes. So, um, yes. yeah, music is a big part of, of my world and it's a yes. big part of, of the joy that, um, lights up this podcast. I think, um, I gotta say, because for me, same thing, music in just everyday life. Like I love it. It calms me down. It brings me back to my safe place. And I love all kinds of music. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't discriminate against any of it. So <laughs> I invite it all in. All Every, in. It all it has me. its place. My right. husband, my husband's a musician and we, we, we feel the same way, except he has this issue with jazz. I don't know what it is. I mean, like, mm. I'm fine with it. He, he, yeah. There's something about jazz solos and how they just go on forever into this other world which of course if you're a jazz lover you're like yeah that's the shit yes and yes. he's like that's really fucking annoying so like, he must have traumatized <laughs> at some point in his some life point, something is music. burned into his brain re <laughs> yeah. about jazz but, yeah. 
So um never heard that I mean, one I am, before. <laughs> I am so happy that you're here. And you know, when we first chatted, um, I mean, we'd been chatting online for a bit when we first actually saw each other face to face via Zoom. Um, I was like, I love this woman. I want to like hang out in your living room. Um, and you had just okay. had a baby. So I'm like, well, okay, maybe I don't want to always hang out in her living room. Yeah, you know, me either. Poor, poor woman. <laughs> me either. And um, now it's been a while since we had that first big chat and yeah. you had some, I mean, you had some, obviously some family structure shifts and yes. you were planning some really great stuff with your um, sort of venturing through your business, which I'm really excited about. Um, and one of the things that, I mean, I, I just loved everything about you, your energy, like through, even oh. through zoom is just, you're my person and, you. um, and the work that you're doing and, and the why that's driving you, I really feel connected to. And so yes. I'm really excited to explore a little bit about, um, some yeah. of the way that you're helping to end stigma around mental health issues because yes. it's the stigma is a fucking problem. It is. Um, it and, is. And so, and as you know, and as something that we, I talk about a lot here on this podcast, it's really about giving more energy to the voices that can move us all forward. And, That's right. and because not everyone feels they have a voice, but if they feel connected to the community that can, can bring, like, we can all rise through that. Right. So That's right. Yes. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I think the huge part for me is, is just helping everybody recognize that you're not alone in all of this right yeah so when I get into my story I'll, I'll be able to <laughs> absolutely and so, so we are recording know. this um in December of 2020 yes. so yes. we are still sort of in the thick well we're actually in the thick of stage two of the thick yes. um and so there's a lot of need to yeah to open up the conversation. So I, I do want to just let everybody know a little bit about you. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'd be fine with the fact that I love you and they'll be like, cool, we're in. Um, but if they would like to know a little bit more actual information than my thoughts and feelings. So um, Debbie is a psychotherapist, speaker and mental health advocate. And she's a mother of three boys and a little girl. Uh, who appreciates time alone. Yes, so I think we hit on that. Um, yeah. And with her family watching reality TV. <laughs> Debbie helps people advocate for their mental health. And after struggling with her own, she now works to erase the stigma associated with mental health by giving people the tools they need to share their story and help them recognize that they are not alone. This is a extremely powerful message and one I too want to be screaming from the rooftops or on any platform that they'll give me. Um, yeah. So welcome, my friend. Thank, Thank you, you so yeah. much. Thank you. I'm, I, 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 I love you from afar and I love you through Zoom. Um, <laughs> and I think what you do is amazing. So thank you for giving me this opportunity. It's I appreciate pleasure. it. Yeah. So Debbie, as we alluded to, you got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and so um, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, those, those early you're an educated individual. You had thoughts and 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 knowledge around mental yeah. health as as um, a therapist, and 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 then what? Then what happened? Because wow, yeah, that there was you had mentioned that you had been working with people who were going through burnout, and then you're like, oh wait, that's me. That's right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that journey. Oh boy. So um, before. I was a therapist before I was a mother. 
So I had been doing it for a few years before I became a mother. And I was helping people um, identify the mental health, working through some of the strategies, helping them um, live life in a different way, despite their mental health issues. And here's the thing that I had to recognize that I didn't realize was that I was one of them. Mm. So, yeah. So as a helper, I help. And that's what I do. Right? I right. help you. And then I go home and I live my life. But what I realized was that I was going home and I was taking off my mask. I was taking off my mask and I, it, it turned out that I was just like everybody else. But I couldn't tell you that. I couldn't show you that because then hmm, I wouldn't really be able to help you because I can't show you that I have my own mental health issues. Right. What kind of helper am I if I have mental health issues? So I take off my mask when I got home. When I left the house again the next day, I put back on that mask and here I am. I'm your therapist. I'm your helper. I know it all. I can do it all. And everybody thought I had it all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little did they know. So, <laughs> so then... I am pregnant with my first child. This is about 10 years ago. Pregnant with my first child. And I have my my kid. And it's great. A little bit of a traumatic birth experience. But, you know, I power through. And I'm going to be this mother, this great mother. And I remember he was about three weeks old. And um, he was born in July. So I could take these walks in the summertime and get rid of this baby weight and here I am with my baby and it's so great and I remember taking this walk one day just in tears like where what am I doing what have my life come to what if I, 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 this is crazy like who am I and I got to the stoplight because I was crossing to go to the mall and I had to cross this major intersection I got to the stoplight pushed the button and stood there waiting for the light to change so I could cross and as I'm standing there, thought comes across my mind that says, what if I just let go of the stroller? What if I just let go? I take a step back. And, and then life changes. Life is different. Life is back to normal again. What if, what if I did that? And it was, it was a good maybe 10 seconds where I had this thought, looking at the cars, thinking about what my next action was. And then I started crying, like, oh my goodness. I, I can't believe I just said that. I can't believe I, I just thought that. I can't believe I was going to actually do that. I turned around quickly and I, I went home. And from there became a series of events where I realized, wow, postpartum. Wow, anxiety. Wow, I'm depressed. Wow, I'm just like everybody else. <laughs> and I am just like everybody else. Unbelievable. I don't have it all together. The thing I had to realize was I don't have to have it all together. Right? I don't have to. And since then, I've had three more children. (laughs) And every time I've had kids, I've had to deal with postpartum. Not as badly as the first, but I had to. I was talking with a therapist. I was receiving medication. I was receiving the support. I gave birth in May. My last child, my last child. (laughs) <laughs> you've heard it here <laughs> it's done <laughs> so I came first and I realized okay this has to stop I can't go back and forth saying okay I'm gonna have meds for a little bit and get better now I feel good now I don't need anything anymore I gotta stop and I also have to realize 
that there are other people that are dealing with this. There are other people that are going through this and they're thinking they're going through it alone because I'm not speaking up. I'm not saying my truth. I'm not letting them know that I am just like them. So this gave birth to (laughs) being this advocate. This gave birth to that stigma piece. You know, I had a family member say to um, another family member, you can't tell people that you have anxiety because you could lose your job. If they realize that you have a mental health issue, that really can put a, 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 a target on your back. Don't tell people. Just, you know, just deal with it. It's okay. Just deal with it. And that's when I decided, no, not happening. Not happening. I was a mess. I needed to get help. I got the help. And now I'm speaking out about it. Because if you need the help, you can get it. It's okay. Do it. Absolutely do it. So this is what I use my voice for. This is what I do my work for. I, I, I see people individually. But I also say, okay, let's spread the word. Is there more people that you know? You know, I do, I do videos where, you know, at first it was just a hobby just to make videos because I like to see myself on camera, but <laughs> I realized I got a message to share. So I turned my mess into a message and that's just what I continue to do. That's what I love to do. I love to see people say, aha, that's me. It's you. It's me. Take that mask off. Let's get into this together. It's so powerful um, and so important that women, I I mean, I can appreciate, I I call it like the helper fixer syndrome, like just constantly my purpose in life is to help other people. And should anybody find out that I have a problem, then they'll stop asking for my help, which means I have no purpose in life. And so therefore it can't happen. Right. And so the, the fixers of the world have no one to help and fix them because we don't feel that we have that capacity because we've only been attracting people who need help. That's right. And so interesting dynamics in our relationships when we start to have these aha moments going, well, who do I get to talk to? Exactly. Right. And, and if you even give yourself permission to have that thought, but right. you, you would like to talk to somebody because then it's fleeting. It's like, well, I just, I'm going to just talk to myself. Be, I'll yep. just figure it out. Like, yep. I already know the answers. I'll just do it because you know, that's how it works. And (laughs) I think that the offering people the understanding and awareness that they are not alone, especially women, driven, busy, brilliant women who under the systems and social norms of today, we are truly made to believe that not only can we have it all, but we are to be it all. And you know, here's the other women that you can look to who are all handling it beautifully. And so what the fuck's wrong with you that you can't, right? So not only is it important to share the message that you are not alone, but to yes. model the brilliant, beautiful, fabulous women who are doing great things yes. and are sometimes a fucking hot mess. So, and, that, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just had somebody recently say to me, it's like, whoa, what's going on with, you got some mental health issues? You, you look like you have it all together. If I look like I have it all together, I'm not doing my job. I need you to know that I don't always have it together. Yes. <laughs> and that's okay. So let's not have it together together, right? Like right. let's do it together and get the support and support one another. And that's the thing about women, right? Like we, we, want to support each other I just think that we don't 
necessarily do it in a productive way. So I just want to be able to reach out to women and just say, it's okay. Let's talk. You know, yep. mothers who are struggling, uh, women who are struggling, single, whatever it is that you're at, like, we, we can do this together. It's, Absolutely. it's so important. And, you know, I, um, my background, I originally went to school for science, uh, biochemistry and molecular biology. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, <laughs> and, and I was in the sort of health world. I went and did some nutrition studies. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I don't want to work in the health industry. It's full of fucking women and women suck. And being around them is, it's exhausting because yeah. I didn't understand because what I was putting out into the world was this competition veil, this, yeah. um, this constant, like better than I'm looking yeah. to see who's better than me. So I can try to be me, whatever that is. Right. And it's this, this struggle. And it took me years of self-reflection to get to yeah. this place where I'm like, Oh, you know, that's actually not what transpires. We all actually want to belong. We all want to feel yeah. connected. We yeah. just have the tools in order to make that happen in social environments. And often I would put myself in places where I didn't fit in. And so yeah. that there's no sense of belonging there. And I would just fight to fit in. Of course, then that doesn't work. And then I feel like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And, and it's so important that we seek out communities of people who see us Yes. Hear us and go, yeah, you're good. You're yeah. good. And, and it, what? because that belonging will then it instantly, it, it sort of like eradicates that negative energy. And now the circles and I host circles, but circles of women yeah. come together. This is the most powerful thing I've ever experienced in my life. I, like, it, why are we competing with each other? We I don't need to do that. Well, we all have something. I have theories as to why women compete against each other. And it, of course, it's a system that's been ingrained in us. And we believe that that's how women get ahead is yes. to step on other women. Right. Because we actually right. don't have permission to step on men. Yes. Because that's, we know our place and yes. blah, 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 bullshit. Yep. Um, and it's something we as collective, as a collective need to unlearn. And yes. that will come through um, brilliant women like yourself who are willing to stand up and go, yeah, I call bullshit on that. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm over here being human and real and raw and, yes. and, and brilliant at the same time. Right? Your, yes. Our vulnerability does not distract from our brilliance. If anything, exactly. it enhances it. That's right. And I'm just Absolutely. so excited for this path that you're on. Yes. Hold your hole. I've got all goosebumps. Yeah, and that's the thing, though, right? The inequality that we are all experiencing as women, and then we fight with each other and and compete with each other when we're still making less than men, or we're still seen not as equal to men. Like, ladies, we we got to come together. (laughs) We got to come together. There's huge power there. I mean, and and like. many mindsets that we hold, we seek out truths and, and, and um, evidence that validates what we believe. So if we believe that we're meant to compete with women in order to get ahead, then when we do that, we'll be like, see, that's, yes. there it is. It's the evidence to back right. up this truth I made up in my head. Right. right. And, um, and so the unlearning also requires that we 
who take the time to seek out believers who believe what we want to believe yeah. and then gather the evidence of that truth, right? So yes. there's, there's just as much, probably more evidence of the compassion and caring successful women on the planet than there are Absolutely. of people who um, step on top of and hurt of. And I'm not talking about, you, you want to be a driven woman and, and fire it up and, and go chase every gold star on the planet. I think that's amazing. Right. It's when we feel like we have to tear others down in order to, to rise. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly it. We don't have to beat each other up. We don't have to step on something. We don't have to backstab. That's not what it is. We're going to cheer you on. We're going to cheer each other on. And that's, that's what we got to do. We got to change that mindset. Absolutely. And I think that as that narrative shifts, you know, for the next generation, for us and for the next generation, um, you know, I, I remember um, postpartum, um, not diagnosed with anything, but, you know, reflecting back on significant anxiety, reflecting back even further, it turns out I've probably been suffering from anxiety most of my life. Just again, mm. I'm an, a strong, independent woman. So nobody asked me about it and, right. and I wouldn't ask, I wouldn't talk about it. So, yeah. you know, blind rage, isn't that what everybody does? Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I thought so, but no, not. <laughs> so, you know, postpartum, I was the everything for everybody woman, quintessential yes. textbook, like I'm type A plus all the other things. Mm. And so I was like, everything, I do everything, everything gets done. People look to me for advice. I'm, I'm only valid if people need me. Um, right. But the little person that needed me and fucking understand her and yeah. she was more than I could handle as far, yeah. there's no control there, right? No control yes. whatsoever in a small child. Yes. So you know, I, I cried probably more than she did. And, um, and I, I did eventually get some support, but it wasn't until I went back to work that I realized how much of the problem existed. And oh. I remember after getting some help um, and doing six plus months of therapy and, and so on and so forth, I remember being like, how come nobody's fucking talking about this? How That's is right. it that I walked into this pregnancy and not one thing was out there about who I was and how I saw the world and how that was going to be a fucking problem. Yeah. If, if I was going to hold on to this, this image of who I was, like I was so externalized, like my, my value and my worth was so outside of me. Yeah. To be honest, I don't know if someone had come up to me when, you know, first pregnant and said, we're just going to talk to you a little bit about like you now. I don't know if I'd be ready, but I think these conversations need to start and just keep happening right. so my right. children I want them to be helpers and and I want them to be of service to the world and to and to make change and to big positive ripple effects on the planet yeah I don't want them to feel like that's their purpose that their purpose right. is to make other people happy or that their right. value is determined by how much they do or their level of productivity right so that when they have a child yeah they're like it's okay to yeah. not do the things and, and that's the way I was raised was that you're the helper. You do, this is what you do. And if, if people don't need you, there's something wrong. Like you got to make sure people, you know, and, and so I know you have daughters. I, I, I just had a daughter and that's the stuff that I want to teach her. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to teach her this. Like you, you can do things. You can have it all. It's great to be a helper, mm-hmm. but you're taking care of yourself too. Right. And, that's and the it's the, 
the analogy I, I shared with my girls and I share with many, most of my clients, it's a bit of a like, oh, that's a new way to look at it. I'm not the originator of it, but that idea of, you know, fill your cup first, it's yeah. not quite a hundred percent. It's overfill your cup because yes. you get everything in the cup. Everybody yes. gets everything else. Like if it that's falls it. out of the cup, it's all yours. That's but if right. it's in my cup, you don't get it. That's yeah. mine. I need that. Right. to co- and, and so you're constantly filling the cup so that it's flowing. And right. the flow is what creates the ripple effect. So if I'm focusing on my joy and yes. what brings me um, happiness and, and fills my cup and yes. the ripple is then you go, wow, I want to do that too. Yeah. Not I need you to do it for me. Right. It's I want some of that. So they yep. start to fill their cup with it and then they start to over, like, right. And that's the, that's my visual of this positive. 100%. Which is what I see. That's what I see what you're doing, right? You're not yep. only filling cups, you're giving people the tools so that their cup overfloweth. Absolutely. Oh, so and then they're doing it themselves. You know, yes. And I don't have to be constantly their helper. I'm giving you those tools. I'm giving you the tools so that you can go out there and turn your mess into a message and teach other people and and then then just ripple effect just like you said you know and I always say to my kids if mama's not happy no one's gonna be happy (laughs) so let mama do her thing let mama's cup overflow and then yours will too yeah oh it's so good (laughs) so so Debbie I'm I'm always intrigued um by sort of the the how or how the process, right? So I recognize that the work that you're doing is extremely valuable and it's driving you, but, but more to the, the realness of it, what Mm. strategies do you turn to, to help yourself keep that cup overflowing? What are some of the people or places or things that, that really do it for you? You know, I have my support system and these are people that definitely are my safe place, the people that I trust, people that are not judgmental, but that get it and that understand that, yeah, I struggle. And yeah, I am, I was not living my authentic life. I was not being myself. And they're the ones that call me on my BS and say, hey, (laughs) I know you (laughs) and that's not you. And those are my people. Those are my people that I turn to and and I actually respect and say, you're right. I'm not. Okay. Okay. I need that shift. I need those people. So even as a therapist, I am a therapist. I go (laughs) and seek counseling. I seek that support. I sit there and I talk, I cry, I scream, I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm happy. I express all those emotions. And I have that person that can reflect that back to me and guide me and remind me, take care of yourself self-care even if it's a few minutes of reality tv you give me permission to watch reality tv i'm doing it that's my (laughs) self-care if i'm listening to britney spears all day you're giving me permission to do that i'm doing it that's my self-care i and i'm gonna be real about it right like that's what really gets me going that's what helps me that's what i love doing you know and i i i i continue to learn more about mental health I continue to learn more about what's out there the resources to help people that so that I can say hey how about this try this you know this worked for me I used it and I need people to understand that I did it (laughs) so try it out it might work for you 
I pract- I'm practicing what I preach. I'm learning that I need to do that. So it's a self-care piece. It's a therapy. It's, it's, it's taking whatever time I need for myself because that's how I'm a good mother. That's how I'm a good wife. That's how I'm a good sister, uh, daughter. That's, that's how I make sure that I am really getting, living my life to the fullest. I love um, your, the, the, you know, like you gather the people and I, yeah. I, the term I've given that is your believing mirrors, right? The people who yeah. believe in your greatness, even when you don't, and, and will call you on it when you're not living up to your potential of greatness, yeah. right? And um, I've, I've always been fascinated about, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's going to be my partner. It's going to be my mom. It, yeah, maybe it's not. And yes. sometimes it's really not. Sometimes it's... Not. it's the, um, it could be like, there's been instances where it's people I've just met and gone, you know what, if I'm in a place and I call that person, they're going to feed me back what I need. Like I'm going to get there. Right. Um, sometimes it's not, it's someone you don't even know, right? Like there's inspirational gurus on the planet. They're, they're brilliant minds tap into them. And, you know, so there's always different ways in which you can pull in community and it can be your partner and your mother and all those people. Right. I've always been um, intrigued by, you know, what drives people and, you know, at that core level. And for so many women, we've just got into the habit of being driven by external validation and other people's expectations. So that groundwork of what is it that I do want will determine who I talk to about that, right? So if, if I want to be more, I want more joy in my life. And I, and I want to strive towards living my life with under, with, through these values. And and this is my integrity and all those things. Then you want your believing mirrors to believe that you can do that. That's right. right? And, and that, you know, not everybody's ready for that because everybody's going through their own shit. And sometimes what we are challenging ourselves to grow through, someone is still stuck in and they may not be able to be open to your change because they're, right. they're still fear, still driving their bus that's and, right. and that's okay. Right. So it's it, part of the work I think is going it, and it's, this is a, it's a little trial and error, right. To be like having a conversation, is this going, am I getting the result that mm-hmm. I want from this? Right. Am I feeling that I'm up leveling myself? Am I moving to that higher vibration? Whatever you want to call it. Because if right. you're not, it's not that that's a bad person. It's just that maybe that's not the conversation to have with them. Exactly. Exactly. And you're so right about it. Not be, it might not be your mother. <laughs> you might not be able to talk to your spouse. Like I have a family member where mental health is just not a thing, really. So me reaching out to that person and understanding where I'm coming from, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's just and, not going to happen. And to, to approach that from, you know, like a... I think about Brene, I always put my Brene hat on, but yes, um, yes. to approach that situation, that individual with non-judgment, like it's okay that you're not my person for this. Yeah. Right. Cause you, you are still in my life. I don't have to yeah. cut you out. Now there are people yeah. that we may choose to cut out and boundaries are great and all those things, mm-hmm. but it's really getting honest with what we need based on what it is that we actually want. That's and I right. think women giving themselves permission to want is usually yes. the biggest hurdle. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I remember thinking that, that I'm allowed to want things. I'm allowed to want. <laughs> I'm allowed to want. 
<laughs> really? shouldn't shouldn't I just be happy with what I have right, yes. right? oh you I'm know so shouldn't blessed. I just <laughs> like I'm all about the gratitude and I'm about setting big badass goals right Absolutely. like the two I think go hand in hand not yeah I am good we're yes. good yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want anything I want for nothing you, okay like I get it. You have food, you have shelter, you're solid and go out and chase the dream, make the more sure. money and build yes. the relationships and build the whatever, right? Like I say, you know what? Take that trip, buy those heels, do it. <laughs> it's okay. That's right. Throw do on it. the Britney and just have at it. Do it. You know, <laughs> you, you showed me your, your, your vision board um, uh, before. And I thought, that oh awesome I need to do a vision board just like that you know I had this idea of cutting out stuff but you got the post-it notes and and you can turn to it and be like ah oh, this is That's what I need thing. to be doing next you know, it's so it's funny because not if nobody has seen like very few people have seen my behind the scenes <laughs> we'll call it like the manifestation privilege yes <laughs> so I I'm a huge advocate of you know more like traditional vision boards I got I have I, I'm actually the vision board person and I have like five containers of magazines. I do the things, right? I'm a huge advocate of, of creating the, the external program for the internal mindset, right? So that constant reinforcement of, of yeah. where it is that you're going in the context and the meaning. So my manifestation little board is, is about specific creative thoughts and like, yes. like I want this and like yeah. this very specific things. And then trusting that if I, if I make it a visual and I yes. make it a post-it and then it's like, okay, it's there. I see it regularly. And again, I'm programming my mind to sort of go there. So yes. one of my visions was that, um, and I took a hint from my friend, Christine, that on Wednesdays we smash the patriarchy. So it's something that I wanted to um, incorporate more language of, of female empowerment into my family life, into my business life. And, awesome. and, and so she is a hashtag. It's not her hashtag, but it's a hashtag Wednesdays. We smash patriarchy. And I'm like, it's on my thing. And today I put a post out and I, I'm like, Oh my God, it's Wednesday. And this is yes. one of those posts. I'm like, there we go. <laughs> so it's just the way, you know, that you invite what it is that you want into your world by consistently bringing it into your field of That's view right. attention whether it's through sound or, or vision or whatever sense that it's coming yeah. in through. so this and is learning my, from other yeah. people right like learning from yeah. from other women and 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 just yeah it's amazing it's amazing awesome it. so debbie tell us what you're doing now like what's like <laughs> you're doing the stuff but what what's specifically like how are you making this happen so i i i still am a psychotherapist i still see clients individually um, I see families, I see youth, I see couples. I'm still doing that and spreading the message, but also helping to support others. Um, I do my videos <laughs> on a regular basis where I, I call them the wellness minute, where I can I, 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 I send some tidbits of self-care or just things to really, really um, think about. So when it comes to anxiety or depression or um, finding out about your friends and keep taking care of family members, you know, what comes along with that one in terms of mental health? And if you identify any of these things, it's okay to reach out. It's okay to reach out and get support. Let's erase the stigma. So I'm doing that as well. And I'm also um, hosting a uh, TV show through Rogers TV. 
and um, <laughs> it starts airing in January, <laughs> where I have uh, people from the community, I have guests on that are talking about uh, the stigma of mental health, that are talking about mental health issues, and just really putting it out there. I have guests that come on and talk about their own mental health issues, if that's the thing, and really bringing awareness to the community that it's out there. It's happening. It could be happening to you. It could be happening to family members. It could be happening to anyone. And that's okay. Let's talk about it. Let's keep the conversation going. And let's not be afraid to talk about these things. So I'm really trying to get all avenues to make sure that people understand that mental health is there. Mental health is real. Let's talk about it. No judgment. And let's help and support each other. So I'm very excited because I think by the time people get a chance to listen to this, your TV show will be live. So there definitely yes. will be a link for that here. Um, what a what a gift to our community because it turns out even though when we first chatted, you didn't realize how close we actually are to each other, in the same region. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Yes. Uh, so thank you. And so before we go, we've had we've we've covered a lot of ground here. <laughs> Yes, yes, and I'm yes. not surprised because when I get with people that I that get me like I'm going to talk about 20 different things simultaneously. So I've, I've loved all of that. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, but what is what is something that you want to leave the guests with? That you want women to know before they go today? Ooh, listen, we all have messes. We all might have been a mess. We all might be a mess and that's okay. Turn that mess into a message. You are awesome. You are brilliant. You have so much strength and you have women behind you cheering you on. And that's what I want to drive home to people. Don't be afraid to step out. Take that risk. Don't be afraid. Buy those heels. Take that trip. Do your thing. It's okay. And you're going to have thousands of women behind you just cheering you on. And I want to be one of those women. So please understand that. And please know that when it comes to mental health, it's very, very real. It's very much out there. But we can get through this together. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't feel like you're going to be judged. I, really, that a stigma is there, but let's erase that stigma. And that starts with you talking about it. That starts with you realizing I got to take off this mask and be my true authentic self and be vulnerable because we're, 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 we're all, we can all do that. And then just kind of embrace each other and say, it's going to be okay. You're not alone. <laughs> You're not alone. That is brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much, Debbie. And Thank so for every... you for what you do. Thank oh. you. It is, it is my pleasure and um, it, it just is the thing that I, I feel I want to be doing in the world. So thank you. And I'm glad that we met and that we're here and that um, I got a chance to love up on you a little bit. Thank you. Oh, so good. So for everybody who is listening, if you would like to continue this conversation with us and the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast community, be sure to pop over to the awesomenessacademy.com and join up as a member. Inside there, you can join the podcast chat. So you can find all of the episodes there and you can join in on a discussion and connect directly with many of my guests, including Debbie. So thank you everybody for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness. Thank you.